Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we are coming to you live today from the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show, uh, established in 1980, and uh, there is all sorts of, of things going on here, uh, very exciting, so many people involved in this, over a thousand entries, eight different livestock divisions, including swine, sheep, goats, turkeys, broilers, rabbits, steers, and heifers. And um, I'm here. Aaron Sexton's in the studio, as always. We're uh, very proud to be out here. Tom Barfield's on the scene. And I just went and took a look. Uh, they're getting ready to uh, the Partners, which is a great group of uh, – uh, it's a council that was put together in 1986. And, boy, Ted Teague – just saw Pete earlier, a lot of the guys that are doing a, a tremendous job. They were preparing. Uh, they appeared to have something in the neighborhood of about 50 to 100 steaks that they were marinating in about, uh, actually it looked like even more than that, like about 200 steaks. Uh, so it is, uh, it's a really cool thing. And, of course, the Cell uh, of Champions is coming up later this evening. And uh, the amount of money that... Uh, that they uh, uh, even during a COVID year, they there was uh, uh, more than six hundred fifty thousand dollars contributed uh, to the youth of McLennan County. So, and uh, let's see, two thousand twenty-one, uh, thirty thousand dollars in scholarships to McLennan County uh, seniors. In fact, so pretty neat uh, stuff going on. I got a couple of tickets. Anybody wants to breeze by here? I am in. Oh, I'm kind of in a stall 11, I think it is. Um, love anybody coming by here to say hi to me. But I would encourage you to come to some of the, the cells tonight. We're over in the uh, show barn area. And, of course, uh, the uh, out here at the Extraco uh, Event Center, beautiful place. I still think of it as the place where uh, Terry Teagle and, uh, and Vinnie Johnson and the gang, Coach Howler, Used to get some things done out here at the heart of Texas, but the fairgrounds, everything going on out here, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, this is, uh, it's just, it's a really, really cool uh, deal. And I love that, uh, boy, the future farmers of America, 4 H, all these great folks are representative out here, represented. And we got six McLennan County 4 H clubs, 15 local FFA chapters. That will be represented. I think we've already let you know that uh, maybe I don't think Aaron and I spent a whole lot of time in the 4-H clubs. We both came from uh, similar type communities. I came from a small rodeo town, uh, Kaufman County, and uh, so I've, I've been out. I've been around a fairground or two in my time. But to watch all this, to watch everybody who's going to be showing their livestock later, and um, 
I believe uh, Tom Barfield's already said he's going to be putting some bids out. A couple of he knows some people that are uh, uh, showing some pigs this evening, and uh, that's exciting. Although I don't know if he wants me to put that out there because he may want to to be the only one bidding. He doesn't want to tell, but we really want a lot of bidders because we want to raise all sorts of money for uh, for the folks out here. And uh, we, our country station is out here. Um, I, I saw Mr. Nash. Uh, on the scene. In fact, uh, he's got a cowboy hat on. I left my cowboy hat at home. Very sad about that. But uh, in fact, uh, Nash over there has a uh, actual mi- uh, microphone that he's holding to his. That, I mean, I like that. I like the look of that. It looks like he's going to be emceeing some things out here. And in, 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 in our country station, they have these beautiful, um, like, Western shirts that uh, boy, Kicker has. And I, I would uh, I'd love to come up with something like that. It's wonderful to be with you in uh, our station, Eminem Broadcasting. This is an important event to us. Tom Barfield's been all over this, and we'll be hearing from some of the folks that are heavily involved with this as the day unfolds. And um, this will be uh, this will be a great opportunity. This is a big uh, this is a big time. Uh, just a reminder: we have uh, we have uh, Baylor has a doubleheader tomorrow. And, in fact, there'll be Baylor Club has a lot going on tomorrow during the games. There's going to be a huge buffet, and they'll be uh, serving all sorts of drinks. The Anytime Bar and Grill will be open, and that's going to happen between games tomorrow. So it'll open about 1 o'clock, and then they'll be tailgating there, so to speak, to get you ready for the women's game, which is uh, later in the day. And, of course, ESPN Central Texas will be uh, broadcasting both of those games uh, women play west virginia they should be all set there men play a really good uh, university of texas team that's at one uh, that'll be at 11 a.m tomorrow 10 30 is the pregame 10 30 is going to be the pregame we got a really uh, cool show for you planned today because we of course have chilling with quillen a man that knows a, two, a thing or two about ffa and, and 4-h coming from uh, where he did in the san antonio area he's going to be on with us at 420 and and we'll get caught up on a lot that's going on in uh, local high schools and then of course get you uh, updated for the Baylor games. It was fun to see some people I've known for years uh uh well, Pete, Tom Hill who was with Baylor for many years and and uh Tom's such a good guy. He's in the middle of uh what the, the partners and it's a it's a council that was put together in um uh, 1986, they started it, and it's uh, guys that uh, are are really big in different businesses. I saw John Embry earlier here, and and what they do is they support the kids, and they come out here and they they uh, uh, serve everybody. They serve all the mills and uh, make all these steaks, and they're basically giving their time uh, for free to uh, help raise money. For the uh, for the kids that are involved in livestock show, and it's become a very important thing to them. They do every year. In fact, they have a big wagon. They have a big um, oh big trailer out there that they do all a lot of their things in. And uh, they, you know, they seem to be kind of almost like a, a tailgating type scene. There may have been a few beers involved, uh, and uh, and I saw them kind of basting and marinating the steaks. And I think that's going to be a great. Uh, that's going to be a great time. I've also seen some, it's like a monster truck show type event. I've seen some of these um, trucks up on the uh, enormous tires that you see. Uh, Aaron Sexton, have you ever been to a monster 
truck type show or are you familiar with these types of things because i've seen some of these monster rigs have started to come in here and as you might uh, it, it they make a little noise the engines on these things tend to make a little noise aaron have you ever been to a uh, have you ever been to a monster uh, truck rally i have it's been a few years but i've been to quite a few of them i enjoy it okay all right where did you would they have one out here did you go to belton where would you have to go to attend one of these monster trucks or did you go up to the metroplex where would you usually go to see yeah it was at the well then back then it was the heart of texas coliseum but it was right here in waco at the extra co event center yeah extra co event center you're right heart of texas man Used to, I mean, get that get that uh, court in there. In fact, I'm going to get Tacker later to take me over, and I kind of want to re- imagine, reimagine what it was like for Coach Haller and Teagle and Nunley and uh, Jay Shakir and James Stern. You know, they did not get over to the Farrell Center until about Farrell Center opened probably around 1988, 1990. The uh, Ferrells, they knocked off the number three Arkansas Razorbacks when they had Lee Mayberry, the big O, Oliver Miller. And uh, that, that was, uh, I, I remember being at that game. David Wesley was playing for Baylor. That probably would have been, I guess it would have been Gene Iba coaching that team. And they played at the Ferrell Center. That was the early days of the Ferrell Center. And uh, I, I guess as a kid... My parents probably, my dad surely brought me to the heart of Texas Coliseum to see Baylor play. But uh, I've always heard the stories all my life about, uh, Aaron, did you ever get to see Baylor play at HOT when you were a kid? I did, quite a few times, okay. yes. Okay, and I, did. you could almost, you know, because they would have these uh, these rodeos and big shows and, and, and all those kinds of things. The way they tell it to me, Aaron, you used to could still kind of smell the, <laughs> the, the livestock and everything, you know, while they were playing basketball. I mean, it's just funny that that was where they did that. But uh, I thought that place was a – I thought it, in a lot of ways it was a great home court advantage. Um, and I have to laugh sometimes. I see these people say, Baylor never won 20 games. They won 20 games once, you know, before uh, Scott Drew, before 2008. And nobody uh, – is more excited about what Scott's done than I am, and I love Scott Drew. But I looked back, Aaron, the other day because I was thinking, well, how many games were they playing in the in the '60s, you know, '50s and '60s, and into the '70s? Aaron, a lot, most of those schedules were 24 game schedules. All right, so to win, you're gonna to get 20 games, you're gonna have to go 20 and four or 21 and three. So I I, I looked that up, and I say that because. Sometimes I'm like, okay, let's not let's not act like we didn't even have sports, you know, before some of these folks arrived on the scene. We actually played a little basketball around here, and we had the great Vinny, and we had the great Teagle. And one of the great things about Scott Drew to me is that uh, he does recognize the past, and that one of the greatest things about the um, that national championship parade. In fact, uh, Tacker and I were up top of. Uh, uh, dichotomy. We climbed up on top of that building. It's a coffee house slash uh, uh, bar. It's a beautiful place. It really is a nice place. And we, that's where we watched the parade from. But Aaron, and I can't remember, Aaron, you were either having to work probably or maybe you did make it to the parade. It was a, it was a unbelievable event. But I, always, I, I love sitting up there 
and then looking down there, and there walks Terry Teagle. There walks like the greats from my childhood. Uh, I, I saw Wesley later that day. Of course, my man Julius Denton, I think I saw him come by. Julius was a uh, JUCO player, came in. I say he was. I think Julius, I know he was from Indiana. I want to say Julius Denton. There's weird things that I can't remember in life and then things I do remember. I feel like we got Julius Denton out of Shelbyville, Indiana, or somewhere like that. And that probably would have been, who would have recruited him? That would have been post Howler, so it must have been. It would have been Iba, maybe, because I don't think Jim recruited Julius. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things we were talking about with Abercrombie the other day. That was so neat, Aaron. When I would, uh, when I got involved with the boys and girls clubs of Waco, I would, I would run into these people and I'd be like, "Golly, man, this guy looks familiar," or "This guy looks athletic," or whatever. And of course, it would be somebody that played for Baylor, either Julius, BJ. What was BJ's last name? BJ was a guard. Howler probably did recruit BJ. If Howler's listening, text me, Jim, 254-662-1660. What's BJ's last name? I, but I, I saw all these guys at the uh, at the um, uh, parade. And, in fact, um, Jim recruited Benny's little brother. Benny's little brother, um, Eric Johnson, came to Baylor. And when all that stuff happened, I, I think Eric ended up finishing his career at uh, Nebraska. But it was going to be Vinny's little brother, Eric, Mr. Quick uh, from uh, from Carter, Michael Williams it was going to be on that team, and then Daryl Middleton. Like, Howler had put together, like, an unbelievable team, and then he didn't get to coach them. He didn't get to coach them. Iba took that team to um, the, the uh, NCAA tournament in 1987 or 88. Might have been the 87-88 uh, season. And they got beat by Memphis in that tournament. Uh, Aaron, do you remember all that as a kid? You were probably, when that happened, 8 plus, uh, you were about 15, 14 or 15 years old. Can you remember that those teams with Middleton and Michael Williams and those guys? Yes, I went to Reunion Arena and saw them lose to SMU with John Conkak. <laughs> uh, yep. That would have been either 86 or 87, I know what you're talking about, or maybe that was 88 season. One of those years they got beat by A&M. A&M was like the worst-rated team in the SWC or the lowest seed, and they won the SWC tournament. And then, and then of course, Baylor had some really good teams with, my, with Mr. Quick, and they went back in 88, the one you're talking about, they lost to SMU. And it might have been the end of CONCAC's time. It might have been like Butch Moore and – I don't know if Carl Wright was on that team. Eric Longino and Carlton McKinney would have been on that team. Aaron, I, there's not much in life I remember, but if you can talk, if, I, if, if most of life was about, like, old SWC basketball names, I'd be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I would be able to survive. Uh, and uh, that's um, – who was coaching SMU then? It would have been after Bliss at SMU. It would have been after Billy Allen. Then Bliss came, and they had some unbelievable teams in the early 80s. They had Run, Sonny, Run. And then um, I guess John Shoemate took over, the former SMU great, and that would have been uh, Butch Moore, and uh, he played point. Oh, my goodness. that was uh, Those were the days. Now, I do have a couple of – I've got some uh, – and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to – let me see how many I want to do right now. Let's see where – I'm going to see where these tickets are. I've got a couple of tickets I'd love to give away if you can find me out here. Um, 
I wish I was. I knew what Barfield's over there having the biggest time. I, I just wish I knew what was happening over there. Uh, Baylor versus TCU at the Farrell Center. That is next Saturday at one o'clock. Baylor versus TCU. All right, and that's. Uh, I've got. A, I've got some tickets to that. So if you can find me out here and you're coming out tonight and you want to get here a little early, say for the uh, champion sale. Champion sale is going to take place at about six thirty. I was looking at some of the uh, the things that were going on here. Find me. Find me. I'm out here do- broadcasting till 6, but I'll hang around a little bit. And I've got some tickets. And uh, Tom Barfield was nice enough to uh, g- uh, give me a few tickets to give away. And I would appreciate it. Callie, I love looking at these schedules. 300 uh, youth involved in this livestock judging contest. In fact, and, and uh, I'm looking at all the different things, the schedule from this week. I love a good heifer show, and I like a turkey and broiler show. Uh, and so all this has been going on leading up to this big champion cell that will be at, uh, well, let's see, the, four, 6.30 tonight at the Extra Coast Show Pavilion. That's 4601 Bosky Boulevard. All right, and this is how you support the youth of McLennan County. Uh, 6.30, it's the annual sale of champions. The buyer's dinner begins at 5 p.m. I've got my eye on that buyer's dinner. All right, and so uh, if you're uh, uh, if you're thinking about coming out here, come on out. Come on out. I imagine uh, uh, I'll, I'm going to secure a steak for myself, but I would share, okay, because these are big steaks. So I'm happy to do that. And then, again, uh, I've got some Baylor TCU tickets. All right, there is a man who's getting ready to visit with us. In fact, he's been doing some home improvement today. He's going to take a break from it. It is Curtis Quillen, the uh, sports director at Channel 6, with his weekly uh, episode of Chillin' with Quillen. That is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies on this Friday night with low temperatures falling to 40 degrees. Tomorrow we're going to watch a front move through very early. So clouds in the morning, clearing skies, breezy conditions, and much cooler. Highs only in the upper 40s to around 50. And mostly sunny and warmer on Sunday and 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center Saturday hosting West Virginia. 4.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 5 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor West Virginia. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket, even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. 
Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at WH hbfamily.com A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. The holidays just ended, but guess what? Valentine's Day is fast upon us. Morrison's Gifts has the gifts you need to make this Valentine's the best ever. At Morrison's, you'll find the best gifts from John Hart and Consuela bags, totes and accessories, bath and body lotions and soaps, candles, inspirational gifts, and many other gifts to say I love you. As always, free gift wrapping, local delivery and shipping anywhere. Morrison's Gifts, next to Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive, a Baylor alumni-owned business. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Hours after the Mavericks traded Porzingis, the other player on a maximum contract, Luka Donitz, scored a career-high 51 points in a 112-105 win over the L.A. Clippers. And Rodgers is the NFL MVP for the second straight year. Cowboys' Micah Parson picked up the defensive rookie of the year. UMHB men got a road win over Howard Payne 92-80. UMHB women extended their win streak to 18, beating Howard Payne 80-62. The Crusaders make a trip to Sol Ross tomorrow. Women tip at 1 men at 3 o'clock. Baylor softball gets underway today. First pitch at 5.30 and you can catch that game on 101.3 FM. Doubleheader at the Farrell Center tomorrow starting with the men versus Texas tip at 11 o'clock and the women versus West Virginia tipping at 5 o'clock. You can hear both of those games on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Matt Mosley here, out at the uh, Livestock Show, Junior Livestock Show, McLennan County Junior Livestock Show. 
fact, I was uh, uh, just visiting. Well, Mr. Carr's in here. All the uh, all the car dealers, the the uh, titans of the industry, have shown up here, and so we're having a really nice time out here. And they're doing a great thing, and they're they're cooking steaks uh, and 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 serving. And so the mill starts tonight at uh, five o'clock. The buyers' dinner begins at 5, and then, of course, the uh, champions is 6.30. All right, we do have Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen. Uh, Curtis, thank you for taking a quick break. Um, first of all, I would I would take a full-time break away from doing some drywall work. Or, are you doing some home improvements, and have you recruited some family members for this? Uh, I am, and I have. Uh, my, my family's been helping me with a lot of renovations on the house, and uh, – I've owned it for a few years. It was a little bit of a fixer-upper, and so we're, we've been doing some improvements, just trying to capitalize on a, on a day off since I'm working Sunday because we've got the Super Bowl on uh, on Six News and uh, taking uh, taking some time. My dad came up from San Antonio last night, and he's helping me with some stuff on the house, and so uh, he let me uh, he, he let me get away for a few minutes so and he could handle it by himself so that I could uh, hang out with you, my man. Well, if he if he'll just continue to cover for you, I'd like you to come out to this livestock show. Uh, there's a lot of good things happening. In fact, I'm they're they're already grilling some steaks. They've they've kind of done all the prep work, uh, and uh, there's, I think there's gonna be potato involved. There appears to be some uh, cold ones involved. When I kind of snuck back there to take a peek at what some of the preparation work that was uh, happening. So if you get a minute tonight, Curtis, we'd love. To, did you ever participate or? Uh, or attend a livestock show growing up in South Texas? I did not participate, but, I mean, I frequented the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo whenever I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then our school district there in Floresville would shut down the day of the the biggest day of the county stock show there in Wilson County because, one, the show barn's right across the street from the campus, uh, or at least from the gym, and, two, um, about half of the town, maybe half the county, was involved in the, in the Wilson County Livestock Show, and so uh, it was a stock shows were a big part of uh, the culture where I grew up, and I I appreciate everything that goes into it. Some of the stories that my uh, basketball teammates had. I mean, we'd have 6 a.m. practice, they'd have to get up at 4:30, feed the animals real quick, and then go to practice, or they'd have first period off afterward. And, you know, yeah. we'd get off the court probably about 8 o'clock, and they'd run home real quick, feed the animals, come back to school. And so there's a lot of work that goes into that, and I have a definite appreciation for it. I was not personally involved in it. Uh, yeah. I some horses, though, when I was a kid. My brother loved horses, had a couple of horses for a few years, but he didn't show them. Yeah, no, this is uh, the, the horses will not be involved this evening, but there will be uh, uh, swine, sheep, goats, turkeys, broilers, rabbits, steers, and some heifers are going to be uh, are going to be involved, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big big show out here. We're having a good time. I even put a pair of boots on, Curtis. You'd be very impressed with that uh, to kind of show wow. off my Kaufman my Kaufman County heritage. I come from a rodeo town. Uh, I'm not much of a rodeo guy, but I do come from a rodeo town. Uh, now, Curtis Quillen, um, we've got a lot going on right now, and one of the great things that Channel Six does. Uh, you guys uh, do a tremendous job of showing some of these Friday night, Tuesday night ball games. Uh, th- this is uh, kind of getting, starting to get toward, like there's a game even up in the Metroplex I was hearing about that was just an unreal matchup tonight. Any anything, uh, any matchups that you're particularly interested in, and uh, where will your cameras be uh, 
be be trained here in the next couple of weeks. Nikki is holding down the fort for me tonight, and I believe yeah. she is going to run up to Troy tonight. There is a play-in game. I'm actually scrolling on my own Twitter feed because as you're asking me the question, the school's playing, and it completely slipped my mind. That's okay. Uh, Eddie and Chilton, a 2A girls district tiebreaker. Mm. Um, winner, winner gets Marlin in the by district, and so that one's uh, tonight in Troy. And that's a that's a really good game. You know, the most interesting games right now are going to be on the girls' side because, you know, the regular season's over. And so now you've got teams playing for playoff spots or playing for playoff seeding. And so you're going to have some yeah. game playoffs here tonight and tomorrow. Uh, I know Lake Belton is in one with Taylor. I, wonder, I know uh, Coach Cope told me that it was going to be tomorrow. I haven't seen the exact tip panel yet and uh, where they're going to play that one, but – uh, some playoff playing games, and then you know Monday we get started with uh, with, with the uh, girls' basketball playoffs. All right, yeah, they, they, I love the playoff time. And uh, Curtis, you you and I both been to the uh, boys and girls uh, state basketball tournaments. I think that's one of the great things uh, you can do if people haven't done that. I got always used to going to it at the Irwin Center. I know they've uh, had it maybe in your neck of the woods in in past years as well and uh they even because of covid they did some semifinals last year they had some semifinals right right there in the dallas area so it was really interesting hopefully they'll kind of get back to normal talking to curtis quillen and uh talking about the local uh the high school basketball scene and kind of what's going on with that y'all have also done a good job kind of keeping up with uh what mary harden baylor's doing i heard from coach moorfield recently and i like some of the things going on with them tomorrow the Longhorns come in to, speaking of steers and heifers and all that, uh, Longhorns arrive at the Farrell Center. And that's an 11 a.m. tip. Love a good 11 a.m. tip because you get to see the game and you have the rest of the day, all of that. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be, you know, wherever they park us in the media, I'm going to be, I'll be there perched, ready to watch this thing. This is, I think, a great matchup because Texas, uh, Curtis has got his feet back under him. They had that great win uh, at home against Kansas. They got the fans behind them. I think they're, they're they're playing with a lot more confidence. And then some of these guys that were supposed to be really good, like Timmy Allen, are starting to break up uh, break out a little bit. Uh, to me, this feels like uh, just a tremendous Big Twelve matchup. How do you see this one? This is a really kind of a, one of those old-school Baylor and Texas Tech matchups because uh, I went down and watched uh, Oklahoma State and Texas a few weeks ago just as a fan with the fiancé. And, uh, man, Texas looks a lot like the old Texas Tech teams just with, I don't want to say better players, but more of a, uh, like a probably better prospects on the floor is a, is a way of saying And Timmy Allen's one of them. Um, but, man, this is such a really cool matchup. And you mentioned that it, this is kind of like an old-school Big 12. I mean, this is a surging Texas team, Matt. This is a Texas team that's been playing really, uh, really good basketball as of late. Um, the Longhorns have kind of been – the Longhorns, it, it was funny. You know, a few weeks ago, the only way they got a quad one win was by losing to Kansas State because that bumped the Wildcats up enough. Uh, I think the 75 in the net. And so that win that Texas had in – Manhattan counted as a quad one win at that point. Uh, but now, you know, winners of five of their last six, including a, uh, a win over a decent Tennessee team and an Iowa State team and a win over Kansas at home. And so this is a Texas team that's really kind of finding its way. And Baylor's just it, – it's not 
necessarily anything the Bears are doing. It's that the injury bug has hit them so hard this season, uh, relatively compared to uh, the last two seasons, that, you know, what version of the Bears are they going to get? Uh, LJ Cryer's missed, what, four straight now? And you have to, he's missed enough that you start wondering if and when they're going to get Cryer back. And so that's really kind of one the key to this for the Bears for me is, What's the lineup going to look like? Are they going to have everybody except yeah. Fryer? Because if they have, you know, if they're missing too many pieces, I mean, we've seen what happens when they're just riddled with injuries. Uh, that said, Baylor won a game with, what, two scholarship guards available against West Virginia? And so it, I, think, I think Baylor's injury situation is going to play into this game a lot more than people are thinking. And I think it's going to be that way for the Bears through the rest of the regular season. Uh, you look at the stretch, there's no gimme games on here. Texas at Tech, TCU at OSU, Kansas, Texas, Iowa State. Baylor does not have a single gimme game um, on, on the schedule left. And I think Scott Drew would go, go as far as to say that if you don't get those in the Big 12. Um, and so, you know, that injury situation is going to uh, have a massive, massive hand in the Bears' fate. But I think I think they have what it, I think they have the pieces to beat Texas. Uh, I think Texas is just a little bit too inconsistent for my taste. But you know, to each his own. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I, I I think the thing about Texas is they used to have unbelievable. Uh, they had unbelievable guards and uh, for years, and they just don't have like that dump that really you go, okay, that's their point guard. I mean, they used to have that. I mean, even going back to T.J. Ford, Wrencher before that, and, and uh, Carr's, an old, Carr's a pretty good player, you can tell. He's just not totally – he's been up and down. And then the other night, Ramey played his tail off. I mean, he really – to me, he and, and Andrew Jones are more like spot-up type shooters. And so – but I, I did think Ramey played really well the other night. Bears have their work cut out for them. Uh, I, I, interesting, I'll give you a little tidbit that I found out is that um, uh, Coach Brooks would do the scouts on um, on tech. And, and I think maybe that was because he kind of uh, had a, you know, had, had, had known Beard and sort of known that staff for a long time. And so he's continued now. He does the scout on Texas. And so that'll be kind of interesting as you kind of start to look at some of the inside stuff on the, on the teams. Now, Curtis, the women, uh, what a what a whipping they put on! I mean, they lost to that K State team, and of course the the uh, K State star player got into foul trouble. She scored sixty one in a game against OU only about three or four weeks ago, and then uh, it's held to like eight points because she got in foul trouble against the the Bears. But uh, it does seem like Curtis, from what I can tell, the 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 women's program things have kind of settled down. Uh, they obviously know where to go at, at crunch time. I think that loss uh, to OU could have sunk them, or, or it could have. They could have used it as sort of a, a launching pad. And fortunately, I think it's the latter. And I would say I would say the same, especially given everything that we've seen this season. I mean, I think that some of the chatter about is this going to work it was a little premature because this is hands down the best Big 12 I've ever seen in women's basketball. And I'm not speaking in hyperbole when I say that. Like that's, I'm being very transparent. Like this is the best I've ever seen the Big 12 in women's basketball. And it just, it's the perfect disaster in that it's 
the first year after a Hall of Fame coach leaves. And so no matter who the head coach of the Baylor women's program is going to be, I mean, this is, this is the conference is better than it's ever been. And I think OU is the perfect encapsulation of that. And I think it proves that, you know, the women's game is going more toward the men's game in the fact that matchups are starting to matter more. Because Oklahoma struggled against Kansas State a lot more than Baylor did up in Manhattan because, you know, that's who Aoka Lee scored the 61, 62 points against. She, she beat Oklahoma by herself. And then Oklahoma yeah. beat Baylor twice. First time it's beaten <laughs> Baylor in consecutive games in 12 years. And so I think it's pivoting more toward that. And I think that they're starting to find their rhythm. But, you know, we talked about injuries being the, the factor for the men. It's definitely death. The Bears have to avoid getting in foul trouble um, in order to be able to continue this run. <laughs> and that's not something that I'm, say, that I'm saying on my own. Like, that's, you know, Nikki Collin has addressed that before, too. And when you look at the final box from Wednesday night, you've got three players who finished with four or five fouls. Sarah Andrews fouled out of that game, and they only play, they only have eight available. And so yeah. that's. That's going to be an issue if they can if they get into foul trouble, and so that's going to be the biggest key. Um, but I do like that they found a way to not back down on the defensive end of the floor, no matter how shallow the bench is, um, and they've made it look really good. And like you said, they figured it out. Winners of eight out of nine, and the one was just a weird, weird day. That was when the ice storm started moving in. Mm-hmm. Uh, OU got to the arena late, and it, just, it was just the perfect storm. But I agree with you. I think I think the the Baylor women's team is starting to figure it out. I think that this is a, a West Virginia team coming in tomorrow that's always physical. And so, how how do they handle that type of play with a shallow bench? Yes, West Virginia is not going to win a national championship this year, but they're still physical. They still go yeah. out and play the same style that they always have. And so, how are they going to how are they going to handle that with the shallow bench? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting, and uh, I've got a little story idea for you, Curtis, that I'll tell you uh, off air, but if you have anybody uh, in College Station, like any of your buddies from college or your buddies in the industry, um, you might want to have somebody kind of uh, deploy somebody, okay? But I'll I'll tell you the rest. Uh, I'll tell you the rest off air, but uh, there's some interesting stuff brewing for this weekend in College Station and uh, you may, Channel 6 may want to be on this story, all right? That's all. I'll just kind of tease it that way, and then I'll, I'll tell you the rest while you're, while you're doing some drywall here in a second. I have no doubt that Sunday's going to get interesting in College Station. No <laughs> doubt in my mind. <laughs> all right. I didn't want to get too far into it. But, uh, all right, well, great to, uh, great to visit with you. Tell your dad I said, hey. Uh, and thanks for for letting you be on the air uh, and uh, and kind of covering for you. I know he did some great work, and I know you were hoping you could stay on long enough with me that maybe he would be finished. But I, I, I'm told he's left a little bit of work for you. So uh, uh, good luck the rest of the way, Curtis, and uh, enjoy your weekend. I hope to see you at the Farrell Center. Oh, I know he left plenty of work for me. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right, there he goes, Curtis Quillen. The, uh, the sports director at Channel 6, KCEN. It, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, we're at the Junior Livestock Show. Ted Teague has shown up on the scene. 
Look at Ted. Are those boots? Ted's got his boots on. Ted, we got Mosley has shown up in some boots there. These are these are very official, and we got some cowboy hats going on out here. We're having a good time, and they're doing it all for a great cause. Uh, our local youth, 15 local FFA chapters, and uh, six 4-H clubs. I always was jealous of the, the kids uh, who had those. At Kaufman, where I grew up, it was they had these FFA or 4-H jackets, and I can still picture them. It's kind of a, what is that color? Aaron, what would that color be? Like a purple jacket or something? Kind of a corduroy? Yeah, I mean, those purple, always look, yeah, purple those corduroy. Look really, it looked really cool to me. And I always felt like Mosley was too much of a city slicker to earn one of those those uh, jackets. But I always loved those. All right, uh, we do have a little something called Campus Confidential coming up next. Recently on Game Time, we are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life, this is what happens, things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Whatever it is, Northern Tool can help you build it, fix it, haul it, hoist it, blast it, trim it, tow it, weld it, and, well, you get the idea. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Stock your shop this week at Northern Tool and Equipment. Stop in and save on floor jacks, shop seats, hand tools, chemicals, oils, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at W. UHBfamily.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was gonna help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. 
A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Hours after the Mavericks traded Porzingis, the other player on a maximum contract, Luka Doncic scored a career-high 51 points in a 112-105 win over the L.A. Clippers. And Rodgers is the NFL MVP for the second straight year. Cowboys' Micah Parson picked up the defensive rookie of the year. UMHB men got a road win over Howard Payne 92-80. UMHB women extended their win streak to 18, beating Howard Payne 80-62. The Crusaders make a trip to Sol Ross tomorrow. Women tip at 1 men at 3 o'clock. Baylor softball gets underway today. First pitch at 5.30 and you can catch that game on 101.3 FM. Doubleheader at the Farrell Center tomorrow starting with the men versus Texas tip at 11 o'clock and the women versus West Virginia tipping at 5 o'clock. You can hear both of those games on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we'll hope Nash doesn't think I'm too loud over here. I sometimes can be a little loud. Yeah, out here in the show barn. Uh, and, uh, yeah. What are you, uh, oh, are you, are you making fun of me, Aaron? Aaron Sexton. Uh, giving me a hard time. It is McLennan County Junior Livestock Show, established in 1980. And, uh, in fact, at uh, 5 o'clock here in a minute, the uh, kind of the pregame mill gets going. The uh, It's a really cool thing that the partners do out here. We'll tell you a little bit more about that, the buyer's dinner. But it's time for Campus Confidential out here live from the livestock show, um, junior livestock show, that is, raising tons of money, unbelievable amount of money, for our youngsters in McLennan County. Uh, Aaron, what do you have on the plate today for Campus Confidential? The Brian Harson saga at Auburn seems to have come to a conclusion for now. Auburn University announced today that head football coach Brian Harson is returning after it completed a university-directed inquiry into the program. Harson has been in limbo the past eight days as news surfaced at the school. has been scrutinizing the exodus of coaches and players that accompanied his rocky first season as the Tigers coach in which they lost their last six games. There is so much to this story. There's so many layers. Sources told ESPN that Harson met with officials running the school's inquiry on Wednesday before attending the SEC head coaches meeting on Thursday in Birmingham at the league office, uh, including speaking with Henry Jimenez, the lawyer specializing in collegiate sports space for the Birmingham-based firm Lightfoot, Franklin, and White which was conducting the investigation. But basically, a bunch of boosters who never liked Harson, who wanted Kevin Steele to take over the program <laughs> after Gus Malzahn left, were basically trying to run him out. And there was a yeah. couple of... What uh, happens? 
It happens. Yeah, it does. It just it usually doesn't happen this publicly. Uh, there yeah. were a couple of tweets, uh, Stuart Mandel. From the it does at Auburn. It does happen this this public <laughs> Auburn. It's not the first time this has happened, but this has been a mess. What what Mandel say? He just said a week ago, uh, Auburn's president told the board they were trying to quote separate fact from fiction. Today's news suggests they never found a smoking gun, which means someone, in parentheses, he puts boosters, orchestrated a smear campaign because they wanted him fired. Shameful, and I couldn't agree yeah. more. This was people who were mad that Kevin Steele didn't get the coaching job a year later and tried to get rid of him, but it would have cost them a lot of money to get rid of him because they couldn't find cause to fire him. So yeah. Well, it's, a, it's probably a bad, it's probably a bad hire. I mean, he can stay there. I bet he'll go another year. If they don't improve, he'll be gone. Uh, this has been such a mess. You know, maybe some of it's unfair to him. It probably a lot of it is. Although there are players that have spoken out against him. Now, did, did this crew try to help get the players to say negative things? Maybe, but you know, maybe that happened. And and I, I, the 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 part of the story that's the craziest is the last thing you said, uh, Aaron, is that uh, they they wanted Kevin Steele as their as their head <laughs> that, coach. <laughs> that is why you do not let boosters have influence on coaching hires because you'll end up with Kevin Steele as your head coach, and nobody deserves that. <laughs> I mean, you can let them say whatever they want. It's right. just it's just crazy when the, they start running everything. But the truth is, this has gone on for years. I mean, the reason I kind of thought Texas uh, had a, uh, you know, when they were thinking they might get Nick Saban a few years ago before they got, is that the year they hired Charlie? It was because the boosters were going crazy and thought they could buy Nick Saban. And it probably would never even really became close. But, boy, they were making it out to be a close because – you know, people that have a whole lot of money like to also have a lot of say. You understand how that happens in life. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us in Campus Confidential? The SEC announced their uh, money distribution yesterday. Revenues totaled $777.8 million during the 2021 physical year an increase of $120 million from the previous year. The money will be divided equally among the conference's 14 schools, excluding bowl expenses. Each school will receive roughly $54.6 million. This puts them right in the neighborhood with the Big Ten, who I believe uh, got $56 million a school, but that number will increase uh, with their new TV contract and by adding Texas and Oklahoma. The... Uh, SEC and the Big Ten are the pretty much the big two as far as revenue. Both of them giving their member schools about fifty-five to fifty-seven million dollars a year. The Big Twelve actually third out of the Power Five at thirty-five million, and then it goes down to thirty million for the Pac-12 and twenty-five million for the ACC, who are locked into yeah. a terrible TV contract with ESPN that runs for the next decade. So. Um, <laughs> As far I as I thought, it was like a, I thought it ran for like even longer than that. It, it was like a, it was the longest deal I've ever seen, and, it, and it's at the same, like, it, I mean, maybe who knows what it'll look like down the road? But you know, with everything changing and streaming like it is, I mean, it's just really interesting. Maybe they locked it in, thinking, well, we got to get it while we can because we don't even know if this money will be out there down the road with with the. Uh, the cutting, you know, cutting of the cord and all that kind of stuff. But it 
it does not look great. No, and, you know, we rightfully give Bob Bowlesby a lot of grief for how bad he's been for, for Oklahoma and Texas, you know, saying they're going to leave, what, two weeks after he said he doesn't lose sleep over whether there's going to be more yeah. realignment. But the ACC should be really unhappy with their commissioner and, and the people yeah. who negotiated that contract. Because as you said, I mean, at the time it wasn't even the biggest contract. You know, it, it wasn't like they negotiated it and they were getting more money than the SEC or the Big 12. It was for less a year than both of those, and they signed it anyway. And like you said, I, it may be longer than a decade. And ESPN has no incentive to renegotiate it unless it somehow looks like the ACC would fall apart, which it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, um, I don't know what you were talking about earlier when you said we've both been critical of Bob Bowlesby. I've never said a, <laughs> I've never said anything about the man except positive things. So I, that was news to me. Been very supportive of Bob and the job he's done. Oh, that's Bob. my bad. That's right. That's been that's yeah. mainly been me that's been been on his case. You've been a big big defender and big supporter and huge uh, <laughs> defender. And uh, I the only thing I can say for sure is that um, there is no way in the world that Bob Bowlesby will negotiate the next deal for the Big Twelve. And thank it's goodness, it's just not going to happen. I mean, there's no they won't let it happen. I mean, I I, I I'm I'm going to have Mac Rhodes run out there and. If he starts negotiating and just stop it, just call off negotiations, Mac would rather me not involve <laughs> him in my plans. All right, uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show alongside Aaron Sexton. We do some Campus Confidential. We've got big games tomorrow. Aaron, what else do you have for us uh, uh, this afternoon as we come to you live from the Clinton County Junior Livestock Show out here at the Extraco Events Center? There, uh, have you been following the saga? It's not exactly sports-related, but it is. Have you been following the saga with the battalion, Texas A&M's student newspaper? No, I, I, for a while, some guy that I used to work with at the Arlington Morning News, the now-defunct Arlington Morning News, ran that program. He may still do it. A guy named Douglas Pills, P-I-L-S. But tell me what's happened with the battalion. I was... Editor of my student newspaper in college, and I'm, I'm a big supporter of student newspapers. The battalion has been publishing since 1893 independently. Well, now Texas A&M leadership, meaning the president, President Banks, has ordered the battalion to stop printing weekly editions following an abrupt ultimatum, join the university or be stripped of resources. And he did this with one day's notice before they were going to print this week's edition. So I don't know what the motive is behind it. Maybe he's mad about an article, but the battalion, which has been an independent student newspaper for 125 years now, they want to become part of the university with them having, I guess, say in what goes in it, which is, uh, if it happens, would be sad. So hopefully there will be enough support for the student newspaper where they can remain independent. Well, I hope so, too. I mean, I can remember a few years ago they were basically trying to do away with the journalism program at Texas A&M, and I, I think they were able to kind of hold on to it. But uh, journalism programs across the country are under fire, as journalists are. Some journalists should be under fire for the way they behave sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's still some, some great ones out there. I mean, I always uh, uh, enjoyed uh, – 
uh, Mia over at the uh, at Baylor now. She's the uh, Dr. Moody. Um, anyway, she's the uh, she's the head of the uh, Baylor journalism program. When I was going there, I didn't even I majored in history and and speech communication. But uh, I did take Lloyd Gould's Travels. We called it Gould's Travels. Lloyd Gould was the big journalism professor, and he had traveled with, like, everybody in the world, knew everything, and he would just tell stories, and he told great stories. And that's it was just, I think we just called it Gould's Travels, and we would sit in there, and that was uh, one of the few journalism classes I took at Baylor before launching my career in journalism, which was interesting. But there are some great ones out there. Uh, Missouri is known for being a big-time journalism school. Baylor, again, as I was uh, was talking about, does a really uh, great job. Mia does a tremendous job over there running that uh, program. Jerry Hill, our own Jerry Hill is involved, director of sports journalism over there. And then Maxie Parrish has done a, a really nice job for a long time, so any chance I get to brag on that. And I can promise you there were times with uh, the Lariat, which was our school newspaper, that the – the Baylor folks were very upset and probably wanted to go take that thing over and didn't like what the students were saying. So I would have to look back into that because that's an interesting thing, thinking about, like, how much independence does a school newspaper have? I always was under the impression that if Dr. Sloan or whoever was the president or Herbert Reynolds didn't like something, you know, he probably could get them to stand down. I may be wrong in that. I, I just have to look back. Um, and uh, and think how that thing, how that was going. Uh, they we also had something called the Nose Brotherhood at Baylor, <laughs> and we had something. It was called the Rope, and it was a satirical newspaper. I have been accused of maybe serving in that brotherhood over the years, and of course that's a secret brotherhood. So I shall never say whether I uh, helped the Nose Brotherhood out or not. Of course, that's Nose Brotherhood spelled N O Z E. Uh, and it's been around for a long time, and they tend to put out their publication right around homecoming. Okay, um, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, thank you. Anything else you needed to get out there, Aaron, or are we good? No, that, that's it for today. We need all to right, get to uh, right. Coach Jacobs. Okay, good, good, yeah. Uh, appreciate it, Aaron. That was Campus Confidential. It is time now to talk to uh, one of my favorite assistants at Baylor, assistant men's coach. He does a tremendous jo- uh, job. John Jacus, uh, who is uh, he put together the scouting report on Gonzaga when the Bears took down those mighty Zags. John Jacus joins us next. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. America's at a crossroad and Texans have answers. The Democratic Party defames law enforcement and defunds police, and that's created a nationwide crime crisis. Right now is the time to stand against the Biden-Pelosi tyrannical agenda. They're crushing the rule of law and the Second Amendment. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions representing the 17th Congressional District of Texas. I will be on your ballot this March 1st as your conservative Republican congressman. I'm a lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and won their endorsement, along with the Texas State Rifle Association. 
With your help, the Republican Party will regain the majority in Congress and reclaim the rule of law. I'm Pete Sessions, and I approve this message. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin, choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. 
From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined by John Jacobs, Baylor men's basketball assistant as the Bears get ready to play the Texas tomorrow. And, um, John, you uh, it, it had to be uh, uh, you know nice to, to bounce back against Kansas State uh, how long did the – you know, I'm always kind of curious. You all seem to be really good about getting the players to move on. Now, part of the thing is over the last three years, you all have rarely lost, especially lose big. What what was the uh, – was there any hangover effect or were you all able to flush that pretty quickly? Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope you're doing okay. And um, I would say that there's always a little bit of a hangover. And our job is to move – kids past it move ourselves past it even as coaches because you feel it as a coach but the reality is is that there's no way you lose a game in that fashion in that way and don't feel it you wouldn't be human so you got to acknowledge that you're humans that you got strengths and weaknesses and clearly our weaknesses were on display and then how quickly can we get back to showing our strengths instead of our weaknesses and for better or worse our, our sports known for parity that's why the NCAA tournament's so exciting every year because you go 68 teams deep, and people are shocked that anybody can beat anybody. And, uh, you know, we did it to Villanova and Stanford earlier in the year, and Kansas did it to us. And you just got to understand in the context of our sport that it can happen. You don't want it to, but when it does, you got to respond. And it maybe even felt like 10 minutes into the K-State game, there was still a little bit of hangover. But that last 30 minutes, you could see the switch come back on. And uh, our guys did a good job. They followed the plan. I think Coach is great in those moments. I don't think Scott ever gets as much credit as he deserves in the way that good and bad. And uh, the way he responded and, and the way the guys responded that last 30 minutes at Kansas State, we're thankful for that. And even that, though, doesn't really matter today because all that matters is the next one. And so now we're just trying to move on and focus on Texas. Yeah, um, I guess the 24-hour rule works for losses and wins um, e- yeah. either way, uh, the, the excitement. But uh, it is uh, – it, you know, it's a, it, it is a, a larger target to carry around once you're the national champs because when the team beats you, uh, there's a lot of excitement. And um, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, th- this is a fun matchup. I kind of like the, the morning matchup. It's a little bit rare. At least it seems like it has been for Baylor. But hopefully the fans, you know, don't sleep in and everybody gets rolling. John, you're known, uh, talking to John Jacobs, Baylor men's assistant, for putting some really good scouting reports together um, help us with University of Texas. I don't know if you did the scout. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you did. Uh, I know all of y'all, you know, it's kind of a team type thing. But what um, what parts of their of their team have you really been breaking down? And, and what uh, what do you think has kind of helped them uh, kind of almost uh, kind of hanging around, win one, lose one, struggling a little bit, and then the, the huge win over did you see? I'll tell you what I saw is Timmy Allen going off. And uh, and that had to be a sight for sore eyes for Texas fans. Yeah, it's Alvin Brooks' scout. You know, obviously we all work together, and that's part of our culture of joy, and Scott does a great job of that. But one of the reasons it's Alvin Brooks' scout is because Texas Tech used to be Alvin Brooks' scout. Chris Beard is still the same coach. So it's odd that he's moved within league, but he has. And when you watch them, I mean, they are what college basketball is. They have old guards and old players. Uh, like Brock Cunningham and Courtney Ramey and Andrews in at Texas for a while. But then you have kids from Minnesota and from Utah and from Creighton and from Kentucky. And, you know, their top 10, they just 
mixed and mashed and put a team together in a very college basketball fashion this year. And I think in the last five out of six games, they've won. And right in the middle of that, they had to go to Tech, and you know that was one of those college basketball wars. And you can see their response against Kansas with how physical they became. I mean, the way they beat them on the offensive glass. They shot more free throws in that game than I think they have in Big 12 play all year long. And so that, that Texas Tech game in some ways just caused them to come out more aggressive. And in the aggression, when you've got 18 to 22-year-olds, a lot of times you find things that work. And Courtney Ramey did a great job of being a stopper on Abaji. Timmy Allen got hot. Uh, you can see how things kind of pop up throughout the season and people adjust. And, and right now the big thing with Texas is they're number one in our league in defense, so it's going to be hard to score points. And then offensively, I think they've figured out that they're, they can win at a slow tempo. And they're number 10 in our league in tempo, and there's only 10 teams. So they're going to try to control the pace, extremely physical, and then they're going to try to switch their defenses up. And in the past, Chris has really kind of had a no-middle defense, but you're going to see a lot of different Boston coverages from them this, this year, which is different. You'll see four or five different things throughout the game, and they're switching things up a lot more often. So we've got to be more aware. You can't really sit in one game plan. you got to be ready for four or five against them. And I think that's one of the reasons that there's no more defense in our, in our league right now. All right. And, and um, yeah, in fact, Mark Adams, the, the tech coach who was with Beard, <clears throat> has joked that took some of their things or maybe a, a few facets of that defense and, and started doing it better than they did. That's just, <laughs> so I think yeah, it's I, probably... I think, you know, our league is like a copycat league in some sense. But <laughs> yeah. It's not just the defense. At this point, seven of the ten teams are played offense. So yeah. certainly we use some of those principles, and Mark has been using that the longest. He will coach. And it's not to take anything away from him. It's to acknowledge that he has been using it the longest. It's worked for our personnel. I think you have Mark Vidal and Davion Mitchell on your team. That defense was a great fit, and Scott did a great job of taking some of those principles and, and applying it to our personnel. And, you know, seven of those 10 teams in our league are now playing that defense. But there's also some copycat offensively because now people are having to figure out how to score against more switching. And you just can't be in our true round robin league, which is the best league in the country six of the last seven years, not beat each other up and have to kind of adjust within. So you can see how people have to you know, mix and match and take things that fit just to survive. Our league is really hard to survive. And when you're unhealthy, it's even harder to survive. We're all stealing from each other. Uh, Coach Tang likes to say plagiarism is alive in basketball. And then you're just trying to put your kids in the best position they can be. You don't plagiarize to plagiarize. You plagiarize to, to match your personnel. And that's what Scott's always done, whether he's gone zone or man, whether we play faster or slower, whether we play three guards or three bigs. You can look at his 20 years in – in the Big 12 and see how he's adjusted. And so I would say a lot of that is just Scott's wisdom. You play to your strengths, and, and that's what we need to do against Texas on Saturday. Is John Jacobs, Baylor men's assistant, joining the Matt Mosley show in Central Texas? And um, the Bears have University of Texas tomorrow morning, and, and uh, I, I love I, – y'all cannot look ahead. In the media, we look ahead, and we're, we're planning out, you know, i got to be there for this game. i got to be in town. For this, I, I um, and while there's probably frustrating moments, like you say, with either health or youth or whatever, uh, I do see some growth going on. And you knew this would happen. Um, uh, Sohan, who uh, was out for a little bit, is back and and seemingly growing up before our very eyes. Kendall Brown seems to be sort of gaining more confidence and in maybe even a little more assertiveness. Uh, I've noticed a couple of key times in games. 
I mean, I don't think Sohan was really shy about shooting threes. I, I think, John, we're seeing Kendall start to, uh, again, even in key moments, pull the trigger a little bit more. What What is is part of that, y'all, just reminding him, hey, we believe in you, you need to do this, and, and how much of that is just, you know, he's just getting more play in time, and so this is kind of a natural uh, part of the process. Yeah, I think it's it's natural, and I think it's natural probably for three of our guys. You, you name two of them, Jeremy and Kendall. They're 18 years old. You know, they both can be seniors in high school. They don't turn 19 until next summer, and you know they're on NBA draft boards, and people want them to be these at all times. And when you get in our league and everybody plays each other twice, the scouting goes through the roof, and you get a mirror of what people think of you and what they think of your game. And then you're dealing with ankle issues and Kendall's had to respond while doing different things for us. Kendall's played some point guard in certain games for us. So the player development for 18 year olds in our league just gets ramped up. And you look at the people at the top of our league, the average age of Texas is older than the Oklahoma city Thunder. So you just put that into perspective. Everyone Texas tech plays is 22 to 24, 18 year olds are actually remarkable i can't tell you how proud of the fn team in a league that lives with 21 to 24 year olds and tries to play the transfer game and stay old is really special those two kids are great and then you look at dale bonner and the way that he's had to step up with james having some time out adam having some time out lj being out our leading score in the big 12 seems like people don't remember we're missing our leading score right now and dale has been remarkable in how quickly he's grown to go from a division two player to somebody who's Starting games in the Big 12 just six months later and performing, uh, we're really proud of those three. And in the middle of all the tension and having to be perfect and people wanting us to never lose a game, you gotta you got to live in something. Those three young men have given us reason to be positive. And so as we struggled with injuries the last four weeks, we can see growth in them. So I'm glad you see that because that means a lot to us. Well, it's uh, it's fun to watch and, and you know, there, there's just moments when I, I noticed Kendall was named to like a Julius Irving uh, watch list, for instance. I guess that would be what for small forwards. Yeah. And um, yeah. the uh, it, I, I just I couldn't help but think immediately of those old videos of of Dr. J. Afro, and then to see Kendall, you know, <laughs> wearing that same style, it's just uh, it's kind of fun. But you're right. If you're ranked a certain place. You know, oh, he's a top whatever five kid in the nation. Or, you know, Keontae will see that next year. He adds another layer. And Baylor's had some players like Perry Jones, Isaiah Austin. That, I mean, it's like nothing was ever good enough. It's because of kind of how high they were ranked. And it's like, wait, why why aren't they already the best player in America? Now, part of the problem with that, and this could be a wider discussion someday, is what mm-hmm. Coach Key. Because it's like, wait, all his one and done, you know, he's winning – national titles or whatever it's like every kid every freshman is supposed to be awesome you know immediately and it, it's just not always like that you know my my hope john selfishly is that we get to see another year of those guys although i'm also not naive enough to think that uh, you know when you see a guy get to a certain place on a draft board you're, you're not like going to try to force them to stay but uh, it's by the way is um is our man sohan has he has he um said to you that his Shaving his head was uh, uh, a tribute to you? Uh, no, I wish that it was. You know, his uh, <laughs> mom is Polish and I'm Polish. And the only difference between but to go bald and he made the choice, which I'm not <laughs> fully understanding because if I could grow hair, I would. 
And I know that you'll never lose any hair based on that, uh, based on what I see in your life. So uh, I, I don't know why he did it, but I can tell you the team had a great time. Uh, he did it on a private plane to start and just started doing it. We had no idea why. And then they finished it in a hotel. But when you see all 15 of your guys laughing and goofing around and being in the same hotel room and having fun on a private plane, there got to be moments where us being perfect or us being first round picks or, you know, us having to make sure that every kid performs the best gets set aside and they're allowed parents and just love each other. So Jeremy did a great thing. He brought the team together by shaving his head. And I don't know that any coach could plan that deal out, but it was really kind of him. It's something, uh, something I probably wouldn't have done at that age because I knew I was going to lose it someday. So I didn't want to lose it early, but uh, we got to have sweet moments. You got to be college. You got to be college kids every once in a while. In the middle of the pressure, you got to smile. And uh, Jeremy, we had a great time with that. And so in a really <laughs> odd way, we're thankful that Jeremy Sohan shaved his head. And uh, I can tell you that had nothing to do with me. <laughs> did it? Uh, did it? Uh, did I see a picture of people like rubbing his head for good luck w- before the game or something like that? Did that actually happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm the least superstitious person on the staff. <laughs> Maybe me and Coach Peterson. But Coach Brooks is definitely superstitious. And Scott Drew is as superstitious as they come. So... If we can add rubbing Jeremy's bald head to the list of things we do that can help us get a win, I can tell you everyone on our team will try to do it. So uh, I don't know that we're superstitious about that, but after the K-State win and the guy doing it, I bet you if you come to the game tomorrow, you'll probably see it again. <laughs> the uh, uh, Talk to John Jacobs on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You mentioned it. I know he's been day-to-day uh, health-wise. LJ Cryer is a tremendous player and uh, averages right at about 14 points a game, but capable of going off for 20 to 25 at any given moment. Um, is uh, I know you can only reveal so much, but it, it did seem like uh, on the broadcast, I think David Kay mentioned that he was kind of moving around pretty well, at least shooting and doing doing some things. Do you at least sense, John, that it's it's sort of getting closer. I, I these are really difficult uh, things. I know, especially for a staff and a player, because you know the surgery, of course, was done back in September. So it's got to be a little disconcerting when you feel some pain still in it. Maybe it's natural. I don't know. Uh, I mean, although I shock you, John, to hear that. Hear me admit that. Um, yeah, I think I'll be at least... a little bit better athlete than you at this point. But I <laughs> for maybe coming from for sure. Maybe yeah. <laughs> How, yeah. How's our man moving around and stuff? Do you feel like it's? Uh, do, you, do you? I mean, do you feel like he's making some progress? Yeah, he can move, he can shoot, and there's some progress in there. Uh, I can't do anything besides say he's still day to day. And you know, I'm not the trainer and I'm not the doctor. Uh, there's two things I know: is that when our top nine have been in the game together, uh, we're undefeated. And since it. TCU game when Jeremy hurt his ankle from that Texas Tech game on this last four weeks we haven't had that and we miss LJ and I know that there's a medical question there's a basketball question but for me and the staff I just think it's a personal question and when you see the kids lose the thing they love the most in the middle of a season where to be frank we were number one in the country for five weeks prior to the four guys getting injured it's really hard to watch and um our thing is to pray for LJ, to love him through this deal, and we want him back with the team as soon as we can get him, and we're doing everything we can each day to make that happen. And so is he, by the way. His work ethic is remarkable. You're not top three uh, three-point shooter in all BCS basketball if your work ethic isn't remarkable. So we miss his five threes a game. We miss his presence. We miss the fact that he was with the team that won the championship. 
last year, and he has Baylor DNA, and we would love to have him back. But it's still a day-to-day thing for us, so we're just going to do the best we can to make it as good as we can. All right, and uh, our man uh, Meyer, by the way, um, he's been in a bit of a funk lately, and um, Matt is uh, no one has more confidence than I've really ever seen on a backcourt than Matthew Meyer is um, when you when you have somebody like that that you know can be a little bit streaky, but also can be such a huge part of winning and was such a big part of that national title team. What John, you handle you got to handle each individual differently. With a with a high energy, high confidence level kind of guy like Meyer, what, what can you do to help him get out of a funk? I don't know that he's in a funk. I think just last Monday uh, we beat West Virginia at home, and if you watch the last five minutes of the game, his two offensive rebounds, two putbacks, and that big three hammered the game home. And um, because of the way sports work, something that happened seven days ago almost doesn't matter. There's a real recency bias. And unfortunately for people who are between 18 and 22, they're only as good as their last performance. And I think it's our job to remind Matt that that's not true, that he's important to us. He's a senior. He's a starter. He's helped us win a national championship. He's a winner. Uh, He's a local kid from Austin who chose us and uh, has committed to us for four years in this world of transfer. Even when he didn't start, he didn't leave. And there's so much good in Matt Meyer, and he's done so much good for us. And so you can remember what K-State was like, or you can remember him winning the game for us against West Virginia at home last Monday. And for us, we just have to really focus on reminding the kids of the best version of themselves and then teaching them each day to root for their teammates. Because maybe he didn't play great against Kansas State, but we won. And we won by 15, and Texas lost there, TCU lost there, Tech lost there. That's actually a really hard place to play. So we're going to focus on the win, and we're going to focus on Matt's last great performance. And uh, we're going to hope that he has another one tomorrow. And uh, as a staff, we're rooting for him. He's a kid from Austin, and we know this game means something to him. But hopefully more than anything, Baylor means the most to him. And It's just about us winning tomorrow. So uh, trust me when I say we love Matt. We're doing everything every day to help him. But we're really proud of him, and he's done a lot for us. So I think that's what we'll focus on. All right, John, in, in that uh, spirit, will you judge me by, like, my best tweets and maybe not the ones, you know, not my oh, worst yeah, tweets? No, you're, you're the sweetest guy in the world. I don't even read your Cowboy tweets. So, you know, <laughs> that's between you and the world. And uh, I see the Baylor Matt, who is just loving and supportive and uh, not the Cowboy Matt. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge you at all. You, you can do what you can. And uh, we appreciate everything you do for us. You're unbelievable positive with us. And, well, We're really thankful for you. But trust me, I just skip over your cowboy tweets. It's <laughs> okay. That may be that may be uh, Cowboys fans may do the same thing as uh, self preservation. John, always uh, <laughs> appreciate it and uh really always look forward to our conversations and uh best of luck tomorrow. I will be in the Farrell Center. I don't want that to make any of the players nervous or anything like that, but I'll be up there and I may sneak into the fan section because uh you know, the media area we gotta be very quiet. No applause, very stoic, and I like to kind of get cranked up during these things. So I may, you know, I may, uh, I may sneak down there near the bench. So uh, hope to hope to get to get to see you tomorrow. Yeah, I hope to see you too. And for us, it's the next game on our Big Twelve schedule. But for our fans, I'm, I'm very aware of what a Texas game means. So you should leave the media and be yourself tomorrow. Have a good time and get cranked up. That's what we're looking for, and we're. Thankful for the sellout. We know the students are going to be lined up around the building because there's not enough tickets for them. They're all gone. 
And uh, we're thankful that we get that kind of support. So leave the media section and be as loud as you want. We'd love that. I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I will uh, see tomorrow. John Jacobs, Baylor men's assistant, uh, having uh, one of his uh, numerous appearances on the Matt Mosley Show. Speaking of the Cowboys, a new column on foxsports.com that I've just put up uh, talks about what the Cowboys have to do at running back and also what they do to get, uh, to get Dak going again. That is next. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's never a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, heading into a busy weekend in Baylor Athletics that includes a men's, women's basketball doubleheader tomorrow in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It is a busy weekend in Baylor athletics that includes the start of the 2022 Baylor softball season. Glenn Moore and Baylor softball opening at a tournament today in Natchitoches, Louisiana. They'll play four games over three days. The broadcast of Baylor softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor women's tennis on the road for a couple of matches this weekend. They'll play at Denver today, at Colorado tomorrow. Third-ranked Baylor men's tennis at home today versus Tulsa at 2. Tomorrow versus seventh-ranked Virginia also at 2 p.m. Baylor track and field runs in Lubbock at the Texas Tech shootout. Equestrian hosting TCU tomorrow morning at 11. And it's a basketball doubleheader in the Farrell Center tomorrow, beginning with the 10th-ranked Baylor men hosting the 20th-ranked Texas Longhorns. It is the first meeting of the season between these two. Here's head coach Scott Drew. Yeah, it's been a different schedule, as, as everybody knows, with the uh, uh, Kansas and Texas on the back ends part of things but uh, uh, I know it's a quick turnaround for us they've been uh, had a big win on Monday they're playing really well um, coach Beer's done a great job with them um, they got a lot of 
23, 24 year old, 22 year old. So um, we got to we got to make sure we're prepared and ready. And our home crowd will be huge for us. They've done a great job uh, uh, this year, and can't thank them enough for uh, helping make our home court an advantage. Scott Drew and the 10th-ranked Bears hosting 20th-ranked Texas tomorrow morning in the Farrell Center on the air at 10.30, tip-off at 11, right here on ESPN Central Texas, television tomorrow on ESPN2. And the 10th-ranked Baylor women hosting West Virginia tomorrow at 5 in the Farrell Center. That broadcast beginning at 4.30 right here on ESPN Central Texas, television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from the Farrell Center and have more Monday. I'm John Morris. Tom Ward and Garrett, weekdays 7 and 9 on ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies on this Friday night with low temperatures falling to 40 degrees. Tomorrow we're going to watch a front move through very early. So clouds in the morning, clearing skies, breezy conditions, and much cooler. Highs only in the upper 40s to around 50. And mostly sunny and warmer on Sunday and 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one for reliability in the under 100 horsepower category, they're designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100. Now through February 28th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Hours after the Mavericks traded Porzingis, the other player on a maximum contract, Luka Doncic scored a career-high 51 points in a 112-105 win over the L.A. Clippers. And Rodgers is the NFL MVP for the second straight year. Cowboys' Micah Parson picked up the defensive rookie of the year. UMHB men got a road win over Howard Payne 92-80. UMHB women extended their win streak to 18, beating Howard Payne 80-62. The Crusaders make a trip to Soil Ross tomorrow. Women tip at 1 men at 3 o'clock. Baylor softball gets underway today. First pitch at 5.30 and you can catch that game on 101.3 FM. Doubleheader at the Farrell Center tomorrow starting with the men versus Texas tip at 11 o'clock and the women versus West Virginia tipping at 5 o'clock. You can hear both of those games on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas out here at the at the uh, oh the Junior Livestock Show McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and uh, we are uh, we are having a big time out here and I found my I found my way just moments ago over to the trailer where it's all happening and the all the I mean this is a really interesting process all the stakes are being made the uh, the buyers dinner has started that started at five o'clock and then of course um and this is all happening in the extra co show pavilion sell of champions coming up at 6 30 and uh right now aaron uh we are being joined by uh ted teak and uh you know him because i talk about ted a lot when i talk about alan samuels and i drive that uh, grand cherokee it needs to be i'm, I'm all, i don't even show it to you right now ted because i didn't wash it before i came up here and it's a gorgeous day to get your car washed. I, in fact, I should have dropped by the dealership. But, Ted, this is a really fun event. And um, you all raise so much money. And then I, I love these shirts, by the way. I want to become a partner. The Partners Group, which I've, I've, I've been doing my research, formed in 1986. You all do a lot of great things in the community. But, Ted, this, this Junior Livestock Show has become really important to you guys over the years. It has, Matt. I mean, Mr. Samuels and Donna Samuels, they love coming out here and supporting the kids. And uh, every dealership that he had around Texas at that time, he would go and he would spend a lot of money each year supporting all the causes. And uh, he just, the money goes straight back to the kids. Nobody else gets a percentage of it, and they get to put it up for their education. And it's wow. just, it's, 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 it's great. Yeah. It's yeah. a great time to watch all these kids. It teaches the kids the responsibility. It teaches them gumption. It teaches them to get up early, stay up late. Mm-hmm. You know, some kids are, you know, the, this, the athletes of the world, they get up in the morning and, and, and they have to go feed their animals. And then they go to school or they go to do their athletics. And then they, they after school, they have to take care of their animals. And then before they go to bed, they have to do that again. So, I mean, it's just, it, it teaches them a lot. So. Now, over the years, what do you find yourself bidding on the most? I know you love doing this. And as you said, Alan Samuels loved being a part of this. Um, and uh, uh, is, there, is, there any, is there any particular, you know, the pigs? I mean, I, uh, 
Uh, Barfield said he's got a couple of folks he's thinking about buying some uh, kids he knows are showing pigs. I'm sure you have longtime friends and ties that have kids showing out here. How do you kind of, as you're deciding what you want to buy and all that kind of thing, what's your strategy on that? Well, I mean, I, I, this morning whenever they emailed me over the run list, there's 215, I think, that made the sale. So I go through there, and the first thing I do is I try to recognize the, the, our customers, and I try to make sure that, you know, I buy their animals or at least I make sure that I bid on them so that they bring a fair price, okay? And then I also went through, I get a lot of letters and phone calls from all these kids during the week, and it's like, hey, help, would you come support us? Yeah. So then I go through and I mark those off. So I got one for yellow for the for our customers. I got the pink for the, those kids that took the time to write the letters yeah. to solicit help. And then, you know, and then so we try to buy the grand champions and do that. And then I sit there and I'll stay till the end of the sale. And there's a lot of these kids that don't get bids or the, their, their pigs don't raise that much money. So I'll help bid that and, and help raise that value up yeah. to where they it makes it worth their time and effort. So it's, you know, there's it's fun. I mean, it's just fun to help yeah. people. And, uh, we do a good time. We have a good time with it all. Well, and I like the venue. Um, I always laugh thinking about, like, Old Heart Texas Coliseum. You know, when I was a kid, they're playing basketball games over there and everything. And I see all the, the stalls. And then, and then of course, the champion sale gets going at 630. I, I even saw you earlier talking to the gentleman who will be doing a lot of the, the you know, calling it out. And, and they're important. And, and the, they know how to do it and, and get the things done that's an important part of the process i grew up in kaufman texas which is a rodeo town yeah. and um, i don't know i don't want to shock you i may not be like a rodeo kid I'm, I may, but i i just appreciated it and then a lot of my friends were huge involved in 4-h and ffa and all the all of that were you did you grow up doing any of this or you, coming in, were you in this world at all? Yeah, I lived in Eagle Lake when I was in the ninth grade. I uh-huh. was in FFA in the ninth grade. All right. I did not raise an animal. We didn't have a farm. We didn't live close enough to that. And uh, but I enjoyed FFA. And I fully understand now the value that FFA and all these, this process of raising these animals and bringing them to the cell, you know, the ag, the the, the the agony of defeat, you know, and the kids that don't make it, God bless them, you know. Yeah. They and but there's a lot of these kids that I talked to today that didn't make it last year that made it this year. Yeah. And they are just beaming and happy, and it's just it's just fun to watch these, these all these young people mature. Yeah. Okay, and learn how to do what they need to do to be successful. So it's it's just really a great it's a great process to watch them. And there's a lot of these kids. I mean, when you come to our dealership. You see all the plaques hung up around the walls of yeah. the pictures of all the kids that we bought their animals, and you got adults now that come and say, "Hey, we've been that was me when I was 12 years old," and he pulled up there in his dually truck, you know. So, I mean, it's just fun to watch kids grow and come back and give to what they love. What's the biggest um, competition you've ever seen in terms of one of these animals that either like went for the most? Or, or it got to be almost a knockdown, drag-out fight. You know, they were they were going to keep bidding and bidding and bidding. Are there any stories that come to mind or anything, anything jog your memory? Yeah, I mean, you know what? We normally, 
you know, I mean, everybody pretty much knows that we're probably going to buy the grand champions, and we try to buy them all, okay? And so they basically, they end up just saving their money to help buy other animals of other kids. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, we, we're just competitive with that. And uh, there is another gentleman that moved here to town from uh, from Houston, Mr. Bates. And he's a good friend of mine. And yeah. he moved in. And, and he's really the only one that really jumped up and said, hey, no, this. He said, that that, that grand champion is supposed to bring more money than that. And if you don't want to buy it, I will. And he's a retired engineer. And yeah. But he's just a him and his wife are great people and they have big hearts and and they'll end up uh, buying coming out here participating in our sale and then they got some charities that they help support yeah. so they'll process the meat and then they'll donate the meat to those charities. Oh, nice! So I mean, there's just yeah. a lot of people that come out here and do things like that. Yeah. So. Well, and I I snuck back there talking to uh, uh, Ted Teague, uh, general manager out at Allen Samuels. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's fun to see uh, the partners. And I, I got to let you get back. I mean, you've got uh, they're serving in there. In fact, I was out there trying some of the samples, and I I saw Tom Hill. He he jumped on about three of y'all. Get I need yeah, y'all in yeah, there yeah. right now. Um, the partners. It's a uh, it's Friends of McLennan County. It's a neat organization. Yeah. Pete yeah. was telling me uh, like 1986. Yeah. This started. Uh, what? How? When did you get involved? And in, in, in tell us a little bit about what the partners are, are able to do, not only with uh, this event, but but other things. Well, the partners of McLennan County is a, a group of fifty men that are like-minded, that are giving uh, with big hearts. They care for the community, and most of them are. Uh, they lead an organization or a business of their own, and their our whole mission is this: basically to take the other businesses in town and reach out to them and their employees and say thank you for providing jobs for your employees and in doing so we've we've fed as many as 500 people in about a 45 minute window okay served and it's a mass production and when we do that and it really is I mean, these guys work hard together, and they just they love to give. Look at them in there. Yeah. I mean, they just have a good time and watching everybody, and 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 it's just a, they're a great group of people. And I basically I moved here in 2009, and I got um, they invited me. It's by invitation only, and they invited me in 2011, <clears throat> and through some mutual friends that I have that were on here and. I mean, it's just, it's, they're great people. So, yeah. near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed hanging out with them. In fact, I was visiting with Mr. Vogel, and uh, uh, I got a hold of some of this uh, Texas Moxie Rub, as well as, uh, well, he's got this, this is, I think, what they said I put on some pork butt, okay? I like to say that in a very emphatic fashion. And then, um, what is this? This is like some spice. And I think what they do with this, Ted, is uh, combine that with some Worcestershire sauce, and and like spray the 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 rub and the or the uh, spice with the Worcestershire, and 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 that's that's how we end up getting these great steaks. I mean, I it might shock you to know I was back there grabbing some of the uh, some of the samples. Well, this is <laughs> this is the best mass-produced steak that you're ever gonna eat. Yeah. So if you ever ever have a chance to be fed by the the, the partners of mcclennan county and have yeah. one of their steaks 
I mean, these steaks are hand-cut steaks, and we got steaks with loaded mashed potatoes and green beans and rolls. And, yeah. Uh, it is just so good. If you ever have a chance to get one, y'all need to come out, and y'all need to have one. And while you're here, y'all need to come out and maybe participate in the Junior Livestock Show. Yeah. Um, we do need more people out here. We need people that want to help the youth and help these young kids that work so hard to help their animals bring the money that they need to bring. So, cool. And I appreciate you guys being out here. We love it. Uh, <clears throat> and you hear that country music over there? Golly. Uh, um, in fact, Mackenzie over there, she she has uh, secured her uh, herself a plate. Um, I'm still hoping to, to – I mean, that, this is a great – I just love the whole thing. I love the whole evening. And you're right. I think if you didn't make it out this year, put it on your calendar next year. happens every every year about this time. And we couldn't have a more gorgeous uh, evening. We had that yep. cold spell about a week ago, and now it's just gorgeous. So, okay. Yeah. And also, this weekend here at the base, we've got the uh, Home Builders Association has a new pro- home product show. So you've got all kinds of new products oh. that are going to be in the base. All right. So there's things to do this weekend. Even though it's going to be a beautiful weekend, you need to come out Saturday yeah. and Sunday and see all the new products that everybody has. Okay, and if, if you wanted like to buy a car this weekend, you're saying you might sell them one probably? You know what? We're lucky enough. We have a great new car inventory. We've got Ooh, about nice. 145 new vehicles on the ground ready for people to buy. We've got another 70 that are coming. And then we've got a used car department that's got about 140 used cars in it. So we've got a great inventory where a lot of people are getting on TV and say, hey, I got the one and only well, you know what? We have more than the one and only. Okay. We don't have a needle in the haystack. We got a lot. So we were happy to sell you a car. We can go fetch you a car from another dealership if we need to. Yeah. So we are dealing. We're making deals happen. So y'all please come out. Come drive the new Wagoneer. They just Woo. announced, you know, the new Wagoneer. You got 0% for 72 months on a Series 3. Yeah. Series 2 and 3, you can get $1,500 and 2.9% okay. for 72 months. So we got a lot of good things going on. I got 20 salespeople. I got great managers that are there to help you. Yeah. And we are just we we're there to, to help take care of the local people. They need to buy local, and that's yeah. our mission. I I agree with that. That's why I drive one of those Grand Cherokee Laredos. Love driving it up and down the road. Ted, thank you. Appreciate you. Right. Appreciate thank what you. y'all did. Y'all do, and this has been a, a really fun event. It is Matt Mosley's show. Back with a dismount. Get you ready. Our picks for the Super Bowl is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. Since 1859, Baylor Lion Foundation has been helping you make the Baylor family better as an independent voice for Baylor students, alumni, and fans. Take part in that tradition by honoring some of the best and the brightest bears you know at this year's Hall of Fame Awards Ceremony. Join us for a night of celebration at 6 p.m. Friday, February 25th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. To see this year's honorees and purchase tickets, visit BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. Say big during the President's Day sales event at Allen Samuels. The new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L has total values of $2,000. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop the new car inventory for power, performance, style, and reliability today from their huge new car and truck inventory only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now's the time to drive the amazing Jeep Grand Cherokee L you want. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive-through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Hours after the Mavericks traded Porzingis, the other player on a maximum contract, Luka Donick scored a career-high 51 points in a 112-105 win over the L.A. Clippers. And Rodgers is the NFL MVP for the second straight year. Cowboys' Micah Parson picked up the Defensive Rookie of the Year. UMHB men got a road win over Howard Payne 92-80. UMHB women extended their win streak to 18, beating Howard Payne 80-62. The Crusaders make a trip to Soil Ross tomorrow. Women tip at 1 one men at 3 o'clock. Baylor softball gets underway today. First pitch at 5.30 and you can catch that game on 101.3 FM. Doubleheader at the Farrell Center tomorrow starting with the men versus Texas tip at 11 o'clock and the women versus West Virginia tipping at 5 o'clock. You can hear both of those games on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. And uh, we are uh, finishing up. A cell of champions getting ready to start up. Of course, that's at 630. And uh, what a fun event. And uh, the uh, 
boy, I tell you, this group that came through, uh, they just fed. They had the buyer's dinner, and everybody's kind of come running through there. Steaks, wonderful steaks, and then this, uh, boy, in fact, I was out there sampling, and I know that shocks you, Aaron, the Texas Moxie Rub and spices, and that's what kind of made these steaks uh, taste so so good. I, uh, some of my colleagues have already had some steaks. I have not, and I'm hoping to go secure one at some point. But we're seeing a lot of folks show up here. Great cause. Got uh, got uh, 15 FFA uh, groups represented, uh, 6-4-H, and it's just a fun time out at the Extraco Events Center. And uh, come see us out here at the 2022 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show. Appreciate everybody who had us out today. Uh, Tom Barfield for doing all that he does behind the scenes and getting us all ready. Uh, A lot of fun to be had out here. And come support us. They're raising so much money for our youth. Tomorrow, 1030, pregame, ESPN Central Texas, Baylor versus Texas. The women play Later in the day, of course, everybody have a great weekend. I'm Matt Mosley. We'll see you 4 o'clock on Monday. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on the Friday Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround.